up this month. We're so excited because we have a gentleman that's going to be pouring into us here, a personal friend of mine. And I'm so excited every time he gets a chance to come on and pour into us because it's always just an awesome time to get fellowship. And he pours into all the men here on the call here. So we're grateful for him once again uh, to join us here and wrap us up here for the month of April. Our topic is maturity. Uh, four things God wants from every man. And that's the topic that we chose for this month. And we're so excited. We're going to have so many outstanding speakers uh, throughout this month. And we're going to, like I said, we're going to wrap it, thing, wrap it up today. Uh, I'm going to give this gentleman an ample, ample amount of time to um, speak because I know God is placing things up on his heart. So I would like to go ahead and get us going here by opening us up in prayer. And then we're going to hear from this outstanding man of God here. So let's go before God in prayer. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. We come to you this morning, Lord, to say thank you, uh, because this day, April the 29th, 2021, uh, this day was not promised, but you made it possible for us, Lord. And Father, we just want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for it, Lord, because God, there's so many things that's taking place right now in this world that we're living in. But we know that your word says for us to be to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Uh, God, and we know that the word says all these things be added unto us, Lord. So we want to just be obedient to that, Lord. And Father, just trust you, Father, because the word of God says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, God, for that, Lord, thank you for just pouring into our spirit, man, Lord, that we could just have favor in everything that we do, Lord. And Father, we thank you for that. We might have lost um, Reggie, but I'll pick up with the prayer. Heavenly Father, we continue with the prayer and just, uh, just give you all praise for absolutely everything. We come as humble servants knowing that we need to be molded into the image of our big brother. So Father, we meet from day to day, from uh, moment to moment on our Tuesdays and our Thursdays, Father, with one goal in mind, Father, that we proactively participate in the process of us evolving, becoming the men of God that you've required us to be. So Father, we put before you everything. We don't um, have anything come else before us, Father, and we want you to be in this space. We invite you to be in this space with us, Father, as we are, um, at the end of the day, become willing, Father, willing to do that, putting ourselves in positions to make sure that we grow and be in those spaces that we need to be, Father, um, putting aside any of our egos, Father, understanding that uh, we have to be malleable to a place, Father, that um, we start looking like our God, and we put ourselves in a, in a space, Father, that we don't compare ourselves to any other man, just in a just position to our, to our Savior and understanding that we have a ton of work to do. So, Father, we ask you um, to keep molding us, to never letting us go, that we hold true on your word, that you'll never leave us or forsake us. Father, that we um, can be representatives of you here, Father, that we're not in a place, Father, that we are just going at it alone, Father, that we are trying to do everything that we can do to glorify your name through the person that we are. And as we join us collectively, Father, to let the world know what it looks like that 
what a man looks like to, to travel and follow Jesus Christ, Father. So we want that, and, and we don't shy away from those responsibilities, Father. So give us everything that we need to do to, to receive that word, to follow, to follow that word, uh, to be the men of God that we've been called to be, Father, and just represent you well, Father, that you get glory through everything that we do. So, Father, we humble ourselves in these places. We ask you to prepare us in this moment as we get ready to re receive this word from Dr. Brad, Father, that we are, um, he can plant in fertile ground, Father, that these seeds that he plant, Father, just don't go to waste and, and, and that we actually use it, that we are better uh, after we leave than we came in. So, Father, we just give this moment all over to you. You have dominion in this place, plus every hearer of this word, and we give it all over to you. We thank you. We honor you. And now we live for you. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Dr. Brad, you're up, my brother. What's going on this morning, fellas? I know everybody's on mute, so you don't have to, you don't have to uh, respond. But I'm always excited to, uh, to be here and be part of the, the National Men's Prayer Call. Um, and so look like we got brother Reggie back. Got got worried, got worried about you there for a minute, brother. <laughs> it's, it's all good, man. So um, I'm gonna dive right in. Uh, we're talking about maturity. And so today, uh, what I wanna talk about is working smarter, not harder. And so uh, I, I don't know if any of you guys remember um, Michael Jordan, and uh, by the way, I, I don't think there's any debate in terms of who the GOAT is. We're not going to go into that this morning. But, uh, you know, it, when you look at Jordan, the way Jordan played and the way his career evolved, when he was when he first got in the league, he was working hard compared to when you saw him like toward the end of his career. It was more fadeaway jumpers. And, and he was that old wily veteran that was much better later in his career. He matured in his career as he continued to go forward. And, and it didn't look like he was working nearly as hard as he did whenever he was earlier on in his career. And so what I suggest is that as we evolve as men, as we evolve as men of God, is that we do the same thing, is that we actually get better by working smarter, not harder. And so, um, Real quick, uh, tell you a quick story. So usually every week what I'll do is um, I've kind of got a list of fellas that I will reach out to just to kind of touch base with them and see how they're doing. And a, a good friend of mine who I go to church with, uh, real sharp brother, I mean, very successful. And um, he serves at our church. Um, I happen to reach out to him and just say, hey man, how, how you doing? How, how's life going? He hit me back and he was like, man, I want to have lunch. And so typically what I've seen over the last few years is that when somebody asks me to go out to lunch, when I ask them how things are going, it's probably some things going on. And so when we sat down, um, he basically told me like, man, life, like the wheels are starting to fall off. Um, working real hard in his job. He's got a very demanding job, working a whole lot, recently married, and also doing a lot of work at the church and was telling me he's not getting sleep, uh, doesn't have any peace, extremely stressed, uh, worried all the time. Like I said, job is extremely demanding. And what he's been doing up to this point, he's just been working harder. 
He's been just trying to put in more hours, trying to serve more at church, trying to do all this stuff, just working harder and pushing, pushing, pushing. And what's happening is that it's coming at the cost of uh, his marriage. It's coming at the cost of his health. He's gained about 50 pounds over the last five months. And he's just like, I happened to look in the mirror and realize I'm like, I'm just completely not the person that I've wanted to be. And I, I just don't feel good. How I, like, you know, his, his wife is not necessarily um, uh, complaining, but he can tell like things aren't well because he's just not showing up. And so he's been trying to fix it by just working harder. And so I don't know if anybody has ever been in this place and you don't have to raise your hand to where you have just been like, if I could just work harder, if I could just do a little more, then I'll be fine. If I could just, if I could just push a little more toward the goals that I'm trying to have, then I'll be okay. Um, and, you know, I've, this has been my story, right? is that I've been guilty of having the same way of thinking that if I just work harder and if I just figure it out, you know what, I'll just work hard. I'll just figure it out. And I keep moving in the direction of effort. I keep moving in the direction of effort in whatever this area of life that I might be struggling in or that I might be trying to achieve a goal in. And what happens is oftentimes one or two things, either I don't achieve the goal or I achieve the goal, but it comes at too great of a cost because I'm working so hard. And so this is typically how we think, fellas. This is just how we think. I'm, I'm certain that every single man that's on this call this morning, you, you're tr you're, you, you are trying to get somewhere. You, you, are, you have goals, you have big dreams, you have big aspirations to do things. And it is not unreasonable to think that if we just work harder, we'll get there. That, it, that, that eventually I'll just figure it out. If I buy the course, if I meet the right person, if I, if I could just do the right thing and continue to do it and continue to work harder, then I will get there. And this causes us to take massive action. This causes us to have massive effort to try and reach these goals. And it could be oftentimes it's career or business, right? But this could really be at any goal. It could be in any goal. And we take this massive action, we double down on our efforts. And like I said, either we don't achieve it or we achieve it at too great of a cost. And so here's what I started realizing because see, I had so many times that I had, I had put so much effort in, but I felt like what I got back as a result or our outcome wasn't nearly in proportion to the amount of effort that I was putting in. Anybody ever felt like that? Like, man, I'm, you know, like I'm working hard, but you know, like the, the, the juice here just isn't worth the squeeze. Like I'm squeezing, but I'm getting like nothing out of this thing. And this kept happening over and over and over in certain areas of my life. And I said, you know what? Maybe I don't have this thing figured out. And so here's what I started realizing is that the problem is not a lack of effort. The problem is not a lack of effort or efficiency, the problem is a lack of being effective. I'm gonna break this down. There's a difference between effort, efficiency, and effectiveness. So effort is basically a measure of how hard one works, okay? 
efficiency is how well someone works in terms of being able to maybe get more done in less time, right? Like you can get more done in less time or you just, you're, you're more efficient in your work. Maybe even do, uh, uh, do less work and get more out of it is efficiency. But then there's effectiveness. And effectiveness is a measure of, am I working on the right thing? Am I, am I going in the right direction? So if I gave you an analogy in terms of this related to like a runner or like, like a sprinter. So effort would be how hard how hard the, the, the person runs, if they run real hard. But we all know in track, it's not just a matter of running hard, but it's running efficient, right? Like, like how well do you actually run? Is the chest out? Can you run? I'm not a track guy, so don't, I'm not going to pretend to be, but you know what I'm talking about. You can actually be an efficient runner. But effectiveness is, am I running in the right direction? Let me ask you, what do you think is most important of all three of those things whenever you're a track runner? Because I, I, I'm going to give you a little hint. If you're not running in the right direction, I don't care how hard you run or how efficient you run, it doesn't matter. You can immediately be disqualified and you're working way much harder than you are and what you need to be in order to hit your goal. And so what what I believe and what I've experienced in my life and with the men that I've worked with is that we, including myself, oftentimes are running in the wrong direction for the solution to our problems and for the answer to achieving our goals. We are relying too much on self to do what we're trying to do and we are not going to God. And so I mean, this is typical, and this is what the world wants us to do. They want us to work harder, focusing on that thing, as opposed to looking in the other direction, which is God, to actually help us achieve our goal to work smarter and not to work harder. The most effective use of our time is not necessarily working harder toward what we're trying to go after. The most effective use of our time, and meaning going in the right direction, is going in the direction of God in order to go, in order to propel us in the right direction. If you think about a cat, if you think about a, uh, a slingshot, what direction you have to pull it in order for them to make it go forward? The complete other direction. And here's what's crazy. The more you lean into that other direction, the further you can go. So here's what I'm gonna tell you, is that we need to go in God's direction in order to get direction from God. Most of us are looking at our goal and we going in that direction. If I just work harder, if I just, if, if I just do more, I know I'm over, I know I'm gonna get it. And look, maybe you maybe you're not as hard-headed as I am, but like I, I I said, you know what, I'm gonna figure this thing out. And here's what I figured out is that the harder I worked, the more it either came at a cost or the more that I didn't get there. And so the, the, the reason we think this way, fellas, 
the reason that we think that we could just continue to work without God is because there has been a disconnect between our faith and our work and life. There's a disconnect. We feel like our faith is over here. Our faith and relationship with God is here and work and life is here. Uh, church is on Sunday, work and life is the rest of the week, right? There's a disconnect and it couldn't, that couldn't be further from the truth. See, once we understand that work and life is here and it sits on top of our faith, if you think about a pie, right? If you think about a pie and you, we got these different areas of our life in that pie, we got, we got our health, we have our family, we have our relationships, we have our wealth, our work, all of work and life sits on top of the pie, sits on top of the foundation of faith. There is no separation. As go your faith, as go your work and life. It is not a subset of our life it becomes our work and life, and we cannot separate the two. And the more we double down on going on this direction over here in our faith, the more you will see work and life become much more effective and efficient. I'm not saying it won't be without problems. See, life going to have problems no matter what. Right? It's going to have problems without no matter what. I would prefer to be equipped to deal with them and to have a God that I know I can rely on so that I can go through, through life with peace. And not just peace, but with power. And so this leads me to the two scriptures and actually Reggie touched on this whenever we, in the opening prayer, there's two scriptures that help to remind me of what direction that I need to go in because you will, the world will try to convince you, you don't need to go in that direction because it's counterintuitive. It's not what we initially think. First scripture is Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. It didn't say seek ye second or third or now that I've done everything that I've done, it's my Hail Mary and, and like I've done everything I can do. Now I'm gonna hand the ball off God. That's not what, the scripture says. The scripture says, seek ye first, right? So the relationship's not going well, seek ye first. Job's not going well, seek ye first. And the thing is, don't even wait until that happens. We seek ye first in the good. We seek ye first even in the bad. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The other scripture is uh, Psalms 37, my God, the way David speaks about delighting in the Lord. Psalms 37, four through six says, take delight in the Lord. Let me just pause on this word delight. A lot of people might kind of gloss over this. When you say delight, this means like an extreme joy, an extreme ecstasy, an extreme pleasure. I'm talking about an extreme extreme joy and pleasure in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Because see, some of us may say, oh man, yeah, I like the Lord. You know, I love the Lord. I'm not going to get the desire of my heart. It's like, no, 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 dude. An extreme. I'm talking about just by sitting in his presence puts a smile on your face. Just by coming to the feet of Jesus, to the throne of love and grace, 
makes you fulfilled and joyful. That's what I'm talking about in terms of talking about delight. But it requires time and relationship. He says, commit your way to the Lord. Check this out. Commit your way. Commit your direction. Commit your direction to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Go in the Lord's direction. See, here's the deal, guys. We believe in God. I believe every person on here believes in God. We believe in God. The question is, do we trust him? We believe in him, but do we trust him? We believe that our salvation is secured in heaven, but oftentimes life looks like hell on earth. It's not enough, fellas. I'm going to challenge us all. It's not enough. To believe belief is and i'm not and i'm, and I'm not de-edifying belief belief is significant but do we trust him and see we're oftentimes reaching reaching the far goals and even sometimes reaching for god but god is saying man i'm i'm right here i don't need you to reach for me i need you to fall back into me i need you to trust that i'm here i don't need you to reach for me i need you to fall back into me because every challenge and every struggle that we have is an opportunity for us to get closer to God. I'm just gonna say that again. Every challenge and every struggle and every obstacle that we have is an opportunity to get closer in relationship to God. And fellas, let me just tell you, we cannot be our best. We cannot be our best outside of relationship with God. Again, just another reminder that the direction is to go to him because there is a perfect puzzle that fits to unlock you being the best man that you can be. Think about it. If you think about a key and a lock, that lock has a key, one key that works to unlock, to unlock it. There's one key for you to unlock you being the best man that you could possibly be, the best husband, father, business owner, man of faith. And that key is God. And so when we go to God and we focus on building a relationship with him, we work smarter period, in the story. When we go to God and we focus on building a relationship with him, allowing him to be the key to the lock, we work smarter. Here are the things that happens. Our tanks get full. We get our tank full. We are all trying to fill the cups of other people and our tanks get full by going to God. Therefore, we have more energy. We have more fulfillment. Okay, we have more clarity. That clarity that we get from God leads to confidence. Confidence in every area of life. We have more peace when we go to God. Peace eliminates stress. Stress is like a resistance. Stress is like drag. If you know anything about like physics and the way a car works, you don't have to know a whole lot other than the fact that if there's a bunch of wind against something, it's gonna resist. Stress is like drag. It pulls you, doesn't let you go as far, doesn't let you go as fast. Relationship with God brings discernment. And that saves you time and minimizes mistakes. These are all ways of being, the results of being efficient by, by being in relationship with God. And last but not least, it reminds you of identity. It reminds you of who you are in God. My God, don't let me go in here because I'll be on here for an hour talking about identity. We have lost who we are. By going to God, you are reminded that you were made in his image. You were reminded that you were chosen, hand-selected by God, right? 
that's getting some brothers excited on here because you start to realize who you are. So to me, that identity creates what I call an unstoppability of life, right? And love for others. This is my story, guys. As I have said, you know what? Let me let me get in the habit of saying, okay, this is this is what I want to do. Let me go to God. This is what I want to do. Let me go to God. This is what I want to do. Let me go to God. Oh, problem here. Let me go to God. Not focus on that. The things I just told you is what I've experienced. Okay. And so I can't leave you without leaving you a few things to do. Here's what I want you to do. In order for us to build this relationship and go in the right direction with God, first thing we got to do is we got to slow down. We have to slow down. <laughs> so many of us are so busy doing the stuff that is quite honestly, you know, making us feel bad, that's stressing us out. You have to slow down. You have to take time to slow down. Slow down. And when you slow down, take time to create time and space, consistent time and space to say, you know what? This is the time I'm going to spend time with God and build this relationship. Create, build time and space. When we talk about my friend that I was talking about at the beginning, uh, uh, the, the, the friend and I who sat down, as we looked at it, I said, what does that relationship look like? And there really wasn't much time being put in. Any relationship that's going to work, you got to put some time in. And then once you say, you know what, I'm going to allocate this time. I'm going to set this time aside. You now have to be fully present. So we started figuring out how he could put, you know, create this space and time for God. And then the third step is just to build a relationship. Once you set the space and time, the day and time, the, 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 the time of the day you're going to spend, build a relationship. That means connecting mind and heart to God, not just think about it, mind and open up the heart to God. That's how you build relationship. When, you, when you're sitting across from somebody, you have to be thinking about them, but you also have to feel them. You ever hear somebody say like, you're trying to talk to somebody and they say, man, I hear you, I hear you. But you ever say some, hear somebody say, yo, I feel you. Like, I feel you, man. Like the feel you is the heart. God wants to feel us. Say, yo, I want to feel you, man. I don't want to just hear you. I want to feel you. So we got to connect mind and heart. So the question is this for you guys. Are you too busy to have your work and life and everything in your life be better? Are you too busy to not have life and work be better? That doesn't make sense, right? That means we need to dedicate time allocate time. We, we can't be too busy for life not to be better. We can't be too busy to not secure not only our, our place in heaven, but to make sure that life is the way we need it to be on here on earth and be the best man that we can be. We can't be too busy for that. That makes sense. So set aside time, guys. And I want you to think about what happens when you do this. Build the habit of going in the direction of God. God will give you direction. And as a result, you will work smarter and not harder, you'll be much more effective, efficient, and your effort won't be nearly as hard as maybe what you're doing right now. Appreciate you, fellas. Hey, man. Look, Brad, look, I, I'm going to have to give you a virtual pound, dog. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, when I tell you you was in some people's back pocket, now you, had, you ran all the pockets, okay? Uh, there's so much over here, gentlemen, if I can just recap and tell you what, what, what I, I connected to. First and foremost, belief. 
Dr. Brand was talking about that we got to work on that belief system, right? Now, by definition of belief, belief is defined as trust, faith, or confidence in someone or something. How can you believe in something if you don't trust in something, mm. right? You, you have to, the, the definition of belief you, is intertwined with trust, right? And then you have to have faith in it. And so when Christ said to the man, this, this, this unbelieving generation, he's talking to us. You remember the one guy that had the son that was going into convulsions and he, he said, you know, uh, can, if you can, God, if you can help us. And Christ responded with such a, a, a G response. And he said, if I can. He said, you know, your belief system is off, right? So um, you, uh, the, another thing that you said, Dr. Brad, it says stress is like drag, right? And the physics of it. And y'all remember on the track team, because, you know, I would really, really know the track team either. But when you got that lead runner out there and he's doing it, and the guy, you know, with the strong legs is right behind you because the guy running out front is missing the drag. He's getting the efficiency because somebody is going forward in front of him. And when it's time to kick into that last round, he gets from behind the, the lead guy and go because he has all the energy left because he didn't have to take all the, the drag. So he has efficiency. But some of us think we want to run before God. Mm. Come on, Anthony, I know what you know I'm talking about. Some of us, we are so, um, and it's interesting too, because we are made in God's image and his likeness. But sometimes we'll be our own gods. It's in our DNA and we are such alpha types and we such make it happen men that we'll put our own will on it when God says, I know the things I've planned for you. Right. And sometimes we'll have situations. We'll have women that we want to make our wives. Then God says, let nobody bring asunder what I brought together. But you're saying I got the DNA of Christ, too. You know, so I'm going to make that happen, too. Are you going into business? Now, the last thing I'm going to tell Brad, because, you know, you got me hyped. You said it will bring you peace, power. I'm going to add two more P's because that's what preachers do. <laughs> peace, power purpose and here's the other one provision provision if god got it already where well, he already has the door unlocked the provision is that i don't have to do all the extra work i don't have to put all this extra energy in there because i'm trying to make something happen myself god goes before us and that's always the prayer the holy spirit go before me to prepare my way and when he prepare your way he'll also have provision for you Man, listen, brother, you did that thing this morning. I want to thank you for that. Uh, two things we go away with, gentlemen, slow down. Simple. Pump your brakes. Get in the passenger seat. Get, you know, we going too hard. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What's, what's this and his righteousness? The way he does things. Mm. The way he does things. And all those other things will be added. Stop doing the things the way you will do it. And the last thing, build relationship. Uh, I think God said first, I'm a jealous God. And some of these jobs, some of these people, some of these things that we aspire, we're putting them before the throne. We're building an altar to other gods, right? And he said, I want you to myself. I want you to be in purpose. I want you to be, uh, give me your mind, open that up, but more importantly, give me your heart. And if you out there doing all these other things that everybody got, listen, let me tell you something. One of the, the things I learned the most is that you can't give it all away. 
You can't give it all the way to your job. You can't give it all the way to your woman. You can't give it all the way to your kids. You have to first give your first fruits. This is what the ministry is all about. We get up here at seven o'clock in the morning to give God our first fruits, right? And if I'm giving him my first fruits, I can't be number one over here. I can't be number one. Babe, I know you. I know you want me to make you number one, but I got to serve a king first. My first priority is my position as God representative on this earth first and everything else falls back we putting other people in front of us we putting other jobs in front of us of god and then that we have idols at the end of the day and you ain't gonna be able to serve that idol you got to serve seek ye first listen dr brad if i had a hanky and a little cup of water to put up on your pulpit and fan you brother i would have did it today <laughs> amazing job Men ain't gonna hold us up. Y'all got you got me hyped on Thursday, right? I was usually gonna even get up this early. But let's get this thing together, man. Let's pray. Uh, amazing message. Um, let's get it. Heavenly Father, we come for balance today. We we want to move into the place we go into as we get ready to discover what the four things that you want men to do, Father. And we pray for balance in this moment. If we have had allowed anything to get in front of you and our purpose within you. Father, we ask that you pull it back. We ask that you give us the keen insight of the knowledge of it so then we can pull that back and put you in your proper position and have us get in our proper position. We love you right there, Father. We take this message of slowing down and building our relationship with you very seriously, Father. And we want you to know that any and everything that we can do, and we just not living, Father, but we're being efficient in our living, Father, that we give it all over to you. I pray for Dr. Brad and his ministry, Father, everything that he's doing, his family, as well, pour back into him what he's released onto us, Father. And we just join collectively uh, in your word. It says in Matthew 18 and 19, if two or more come together in agreement and ask it in our Father's name, it will be done for them in heaven, Father. So here's my band of brothers. We're joining together in this very moment, Father. We're asking that you shape us and equip us to be the men of God that impact this planet so the world knows that there's only one true living God, and that's you. So, Father, we just give it all over to you. We thank you. We love you. We honor you. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Awesome job, bros. Awesome job, Dr. Brad. Awesome job. Awesome job. Yeah, have a great yeah. day. Great job, my brother. Yeah. Bless you. Awesome. Bless you. Hey, man, you, you guys have a blessed weekend. All right. Thank Over there looking like a priest. What's going on? You ready to come on? Come on. What's I that? got you. Let's do it. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, hey. I think I thought I was thinking a priest call on. Oh. I ain't going to run from it. <laughs> get a v-neck man they got v-necks get out the crew neck <laughs> hey man y'all have a good one all I right. see you, Reggie. you had a uh Reggie, right you had a little old t-shirt a little nice little t-shirt your easter t-shirt on the other day <laughs> you were looking real good like you was in eighth grade uh, <laughs> hey man y'all have a wonderful love y'all thank you thank you right, sorry about the this disconnect. You ain't man. never got to apologize for nothing. Come on. Man, crazy. I don't know what was going on. My tablet. All right. I had All right. Thank you, Pastor Rob.